0: Jaden akins declares for the nba draft what are the important dates when does he have to decide if he's going to stay or going to go and what did he say in his statement that has us thinking okay that's actually not the worst thing in the world and then also some pretty big rule changes for college football coming up this fall let's go you are locked on spartans your daily podcast on the michigan state spartans part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Spartan friends, Spartan family, locked on Spartans listeners. Thank you so much for kicking off your day here with us at Locked on Spartans. Hey, this episode is brought to you by Fanduel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked on, make every moment more. Visit fanduelcom Lockdown today to get started. All right. Hey, uh big news today or I guess yesterday, Friday. We're recording Saturday, so first and foremost, hey, if you're spending any of your weekend with us here at Locked on Spartans, thanks a lot. We always do appreciate your listenership and viewership and day, but if it's on the weekend, a sacred time for a lot of us. Hey, thanks a lot. Really do appreciate you guys dropping in. Uh, You know the news by now. Jaden Akins. That's right, the rising junior shooting guard from our Michigan State Spartans. He has declared for the NBA draft, and that means a lot less than what it meant, uh, what would that be, seven-ish years ago, back in 2016 when they made that rule change that, yes, you can declare for the draft, but maintain your college eligibility. Cause that's the most important storyline right here is that Jaden Akins is maintaining his college eligibility. We'll get into all the dates here in a hot second to uh, figure out when we start to get really nervous if he's going to stay or going to go. But Let's go over his statement really quick. He posted a somewhat lengthy statement on Instagram, but that's well-deserved. He's a great player. He can say all he wants. And he writes, this is just part of the statement here, uh, wearing the green and white has been a dream come true. There is still so much more I would love to accomplish. Next season could be special for Spartan basketball, and that motivates me to get better each and every day uh, goes on to say my goals extend beyond Michigan state. I have uh, the dream of competing at the highest level and declares for the NBA draft, but also writes well maintaining my college eligibility. Now, what did Tom Izzo have to say? He also had a somewhat lengthy statement as well, and we're just going to read part of this as well. Uh, And he said, quote, if after the NBA draft process he's in a position to be drafted in a spot that's best for him, we will celebrate his accomplishment. And if he decides that returning is best for his long-term career, we will immediately get to work for next season. So, you take those two statements, you read between every single letter of every single word of every single line, And I'm actually, you know, breathing a sigh of relief after all of that. uh, Because, look, there's a lot of language alluding to next season. Jaden Aiken says it himself. Next year could be special for our Spartans. Tom Izzo said it as well. If he decides to return, we will immediately get to work for next season. Now, in college sports, there's no such thing as a guarantee. But when I read all of that... That kind of gets rid of the fear that he could go in the transfer portal out of my head. Hopefully out of your head as well. Because that was a worry of a lot of us State fans. Is that, yes, hey, Tyson Walker. Oh my goodness, this is awesome. He announced his return to Michigan State. But he also plays that number two position. That shooting guard position. And that is maybe a role that Jaden Akins wants as well. And so we start to get worried, especially in this day and age, that, oh man... He could try to seek out greener pastures, hit the transfer portal. Oh, man, is he going to be happy next year still playing the three? What's going to happen? But I got to say, I I tried to look at this with my green stained glasses on. Of course, I can't get away from that entirely. But I also tried to take them off, step on them, and put them in the trash and read this non-bias. It it seems like it's either go to the NBA draft, which he's not on any mocks right now, or he's going to return to Michigan State. Again, I will say it one more time. Far from a guarantee in the world of college basketball. Maybe he hears from a scout or two that, hey, you can put yourself in position for a late first round, early second round pick next year if you go somewhere and only play shooting guard. But I I just don't necessarily see that happening. Allow me to knock on wood there because, believe me, I said a lot of the same stuff last year when Max Christie entered the draft. I said, oh, he'll probably come back. And then, well, you read Christie's statement and you read Aiken's statement. A lot of different language used. And so that's uh, why I'm knocking on wood there because, well, you we said a lot of this last year with Christie. But I think it is a different situation with Jaden Aiken's. Um, I know that Christie wasn't, like, happy at the end of his time at at Michigan State, but we don't have to get to all that. This is about Jaden Aikens. So, what are the important dates here? What are the important dates for Jaden Aikens to decide whether he's going to stay or going to go? Uh, First and foremost, before getting to any of that, the deadline to declare for the NBA draft is uh, Sunday night at midnight. Yes, we are recording Saturday afternoon right now for full transparency, but I don't suspect any other Michigan State Spartan will put his name in the draft. I don't think A.J. Hogard will. That might be the only other guy you would have to worry about. Uh, I got a hard time believing that, like, Carson Cooper will or Nick Sanders. But, yeah, I Jaden Akins is the only guy to do it so far. If anyone else does it, we'll update it later on in the week. Uh, now, he has to pull out by May 31st, all right? He has to make his decision by May 31st. And what happens between now and then? The G League Elite Camp is May 13th to the 14th. Uh, they invite i think it's normally 40 ish guys 50 ish guys and then the bigger nba combine is the week after that that is the 15th to the 21st Uh, max christie got invited to that last year and actually 76 players got invited to that last year so if akins isn't even invited to the nba combine which that is something we're going to keep our eyes on because if he's not invited to that then you could feel maybe a pretty super confident that he will certainly return but yeah those are the big dates it's got to come back by may 31st and Hey, if, if he goes to that combine, that will be from the fifteenth to the twenty-first. Uh, just a little bit of soapbox session. Um, I, I don't even know if anyone cares about this, but like when this announcement happens on Friday, um, like we said at the top of this show, uh, two thousand sixteen is when this rule changed, I believe, where you can declare for the NBA draft, you can hear feedback, but you you can come back to your college. Um, we all yearn for. Better days. Everyone has a dream that they have of what they want to see in the future of the world here. Some is like, I I don't want to see world hunger anymore, or I don't want to see poverty anymore, or I want to see uh, civility uh, when it comes to politics in this nation. Uh, My morals are way below any of that. I just yearn for the world where a kid can declare for the NBA draft and everyone just doesn't lose their mind because (laughs) it's been seven years since this rule's been changed and a lot of people are sounding off sirens when Akins declares for the draft. No, guys, let, let, let's use this comparison one more time. I know I've used this a lot of times in this podcast, and I will not stop using this, but I'm imagining I'm just a dean or a professor in the School of Engineering at Michigan State. That's right, some of our brightest minds. All right, and there's an event going on where top engineers or C-suite employees of, let's say, General Motors or Ford or, hey, SpaceX or Tesla, what have you, are going to come in and have an event where they look at the student's body of work and tell them where they need to grow before going into the workforce. Of course, you're going to push them to go there. Go to that event. That, that is the same thing that we have with this NBA draft process now. Jaden Akins is getting free advice from NBA scouts of what he needs to work on going into next year so he can work on it. And then, hey, if everything goes well, He's going to be a draftable player. So one day, I don't know if it's going to happen next year or 2068, uh, but there will be a day where kids can declare for the NBA draft and everyone realizes that it's not maybe that big of a deal, especially with a guy like Aikens. Um, Believe me, I'm not saying that he is a bad player, but he is, again, not on any mocks. And also, (laughs) let's go through the stats right now because this could be special if he does end up coming back next year. Right now, as you know it, Really good shooter from beyond three-point land, 42% shooter, uh, 1.2 steals per game. One of the better wing defenders in the Big Ten as well. Just a great two-way player, kind of like his running mate, Tyson Walker, as well. So you'd be getting a solid player back. That goes without saying. I don't need to tell you this, but it's still fun to talk about stats anyway. Um, the two-point field goal percentage, you know, maybe those lawn twos or finishing at the rim could maybe use a boost. He might be hearing that from NBA scouts as well, but... Um, at the end of the day, this stat sticks out to me. And that is that in the last seven games for Michigan State, Jaden Akins took double-digit shot attempts five times. And, you know, that might seem silly. I'm not even talking about made shots. I mean, I'm just talking about the amount of times he got to shoot the ball. But I think that learning that late in the season with Hogard, Walker, and Akins all playing around the perimeter, that they can live in cohesion and Akins can still be an important player. Role player. Still get a lot of usage in the lineups. I think that showed him that, okay, this can work, even with Tyson coming back. And, hey, you know what? Maybe that's why I'm not going to even enter the transfer portal. It's going to be NBA or Michigan State. That's how I read it. That's how a lot of other people I've spoken to have read the situation as well. Again, I'll say it for a third time this segment. Nothing's ever a guarantee in college basketball, but that is what it looks like it's down to. NBA or coming back to Michigan State and playing for a team that will be squarely in the top five rankings going into next season. Oh, let's go. Okay, there we go. So I never thought I'd be so happy to see a guy declare for the NBA draft, but reading that statement, I, I was excited. And if I'm wrong, then I'm, I'm very sorry. Uh, I will do my apology to her should things go sideways here. But, hey, we got some more Spartan news to talk about here in a hot second. We're going to go to the football field, but first need to talk your ear off about fan Dual sports book. We're talking the number one sports book in America. I discovered one of my new favorite bets over the weekend. It's not first basket of a basketball game. Mm-mm. It is method of first basket. I put like a dollar on Andrew Wiggins to make a free throw for the first basket, and I think that was like 120 to 1 odds. It didn't hit, but like, oh yeah, I'm going to be crawling back to those all playoff lawn. Also, if you're a baseball fan, well, grand slams, no hitters, and double plays are back. And there's no better place to get in on the MLB action than with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. And right now, new customers can step up to the plate and get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just go to FanDuel.com, sign up, place your first bet, and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win. So do not miss your chance to get in on that no-sweat first bet action up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. FanDuel, an official partner of Major League Baseball. All right, let's meander on over to the gridiron. Uh, just a quick little portal note. Uh, earlier this week, Hamp Fay. he uh, announced his intentions to go to the transfer portal after MSU spring practices wrapped up and A.J. Kirk defensive back. A.J. Kirk, I should say also entered his name in the transfer portal. Uh, We still got a few more weeks left of the transfer portal being open. I think guys have to decide by May 1st. Um, But yeah, so right now Michigan State has about four or five scholarships to work with now in this spring transfer portal window. Um, I doubt they'll use all four or five of those because, again, it is kind of slim pickings out here for any real difference makers in the spring transfer portal window. But that's not to say you can't build some depth or maybe get, you know, a guy that could be a fringe starter out there. And let's actually just focus our conversation to that right now because I'm trying to catch all the rumors of who MSU is offering and whatnot. And there isn't a ton out there, but there is one uh, that kind of caught my eye, and that is Alante Brown. That name might sound familiar to you. It sounded familiar to me when I saw this come across my Twitter feed. It's like, Alante Brown, I've heard that name before. He was a former four-star wide receiver for 2020. Uh, he had Michigan State at his top four, or five-ish, late in his recruitment, but of course he went to Nebraska instead. He has transferred out of Nebraska. Michigan State has offered him. And actually Michigan State is the biggest school to offer him. He also got offers from Cincinnati. Okay, pretty solid school. They'll be Power 5 pretty soon. And then UConn as well. And then a bunch of uh, lower group of five offers uh, FCS offers as well. but regardless, uh, this is after three years at Nebraska after entering as a four star prospect. and last season he had 16 catches, 191 yards, no touchdowns. but this five foot 11 190 pound senior, or yeah, it would be a senior, um, he would offer something a little different, I think, to this wide receiver room. Uh, I, I think top or straight line speed. Would be one, maybe a guy that could take the top off the defense a little bit. Again, I, I want to be very uh, muted with the language here. I'm not trying to build this guy up to be, I don't know, Xavier Worthy. Or, I mean, like Devin Hester in the return game or anyone like that. Again, it's the spring transfer portal window. Uh, you're not going to find your Kenneth Walker this time around. But, uh, hey, Michigan State has a hole. In that third receiver slot, they have Christian Fitzpatrick, you know, big-bodied kid going after it. Tyrell Henry also in the mix as well. Um, Montori Foster too, but maybe Elante Brown can offer something up for that third receiver role. Or, hey, a fourth receiver role should they ever want to go four wide during these games as well. So, yeah, uh, Michigan State, again, has about four or five scholarship openings to use to go shopping with in the spring transfer portal window. And if, if name brand is something that Elante Brown is interested in, Michigan State is certainly the team that offers the most of that of any team that has offered him. And again, that there's reps to be had out there for either the third or fourth receiver role. So keep your eye on that one. Uh, Kind of a somewhat local kid. He's from the Midwest. He's from Chicago. You know, he's not from Lansing, but you know, he is in the area. Familiar with Michigan State, I'm sure, during his initial recruitment, but yeah, just keep your eye on Alante Brown. Now, to circle back to the A.J. Kirk news, A.J. Kirk was a commit for the 2021 class. And with this transfer portal entry, that means officially that out of the 18 kids that signed on to that 2021 class, Mel Tucker's first ever recruiting class here, half of them are now in the portal or have entered the portal, I should say. How about this? Nine of the 18 kids in that recruiting class have transferred out. That was a much easier way of saying that. I should have done that the first time. Anyway, um, I don't hold Mel Tucker too accountable for that. Um, Again, look, I, I'm not just some blind Mel Tucker slappy. Uh, you know, if if you want to shine an example of that, go to the post-game Indiana show that we recorded. Uh, or don't, because I had a meltdown after that one. But... Again, I like this isn't just me going full propaganda for Mel Tucker here. Like That 2021 recruiting class, I don't think, can be held against him. We all know the story by now, but in case uh, you have amnesia or just need a reminder, um, he did get hired in the spring. And then, oh, this funny little thing called COVID happened, and he couldn't really meet any of these kids. He had to recruit all of them over Zoom, essentially. Had no prior relationships with a lot of these kids. And, hey, here's our campus. Let me walk around with an iPad and show you everything that's going on here. And they scraped together a top 50 class, which, like, in hindsight, I'm going to be honest, this is massively impressive just to even do that. But, yeah, a lot of these kids did not stick around. Um, It it can't be too shocking. Uh, So, yeah, that's um, just a, a fun little wrinkle there for the story of Mel Tucker and his tenure here at Michigan State is that that initial recruiting class that was all done over Zoom, essentially, has not really stuck around. So there you have it. Now let's get to some big rule changes here for college football. This is uh, exciting. All four of these rule changes. There's three rule changes that the committee has either um, already voted to uh, change this fall or are about to. Um, It's it's close. They're on the one-yard line or maybe already in the end zone regardless. But three rule changes coming at you. All right. The first one is the most important one, running the clock after first downs. All right, is over. I'm sorry. No, no, no. (laughs) Let's try that again. There is going to be a running clock after first downs. Okay, there we go. Running clock after first downs, except for the last two minutes of each half. As you know by now, when a first down is picked up, the clock stops in college football until a chain gain can reset, and then the clock goes, all right, that is done except for the final two minutes of each half. Uh, Banning the use of consecutive timeouts by a team is also going to be a new rule change. So no, you can't ice the kicker with three straight timeouts in a row. And then the last one is carrying a foul into the second or fourth quarter rather than just playing an untimed down. That's a pretty rare circumstance where you have a flag when there's zeros on the clock either to end the half or end the game, but... Yeah, I, that's, that's one. Now, why, why are they doing all of this? It's to save time. It is to save time. Right now, there's an average time of three hours and 22 minutes for a college football game last season all right that's longer than any american professional sport that's longer than the nfl by a pretty good margin that is longer than mlb even before mlb had their rule changes this year three hours and 22 minutes is very long and i went back and looked to see how many of msu's 12 games last year went over that threshold Eight. Of 12 Michigan State games actually went over the average last year, Uh, and four of those games were 15-plus minutes over the average of 3 hours and 22 minutes. These are long games. These are very long games. I love college football as much as anyone. Um, It's my favorite sport of all time, but whoa, we were getting really long here. I swear you'd start watching a game at noon. By the time it wrapped up, it's already dark outside. Anyway, if you're curious what the longest MSU game was last year, I'll give you a drum roll. I'll give you five seconds to guess. Longest MSU game of last year. It's the Akron game. It was the Akron game. That's right. Three hours and 57 minutes for that one. And the shortest game, in case you're curious about that, the Minnesota game, three hours and 12 minutes. So, yeah, uh, this is all going to speed up the game. Actually, there was also one more rule that was brought up to vote on that is not going to get instated, but this would have been... I think an overcorrection they brought to the table running clock, even after incompletions, which my God, these games would go from three hours and 22 minutes to one hour and 22 minutes if they pass that one. But no, they did not have enough support around that one. Now, what does this do for the game itself? Other than suddenly make the army Navy game a one hour and three minute game. Um, it's going to affect about 7 to 10 plays per game. That was said by uh, Tulane Athletic Director Troy Dannon, who's also the competition committee chairman. So it's 7 to 10 plays per game. Might not seem like a lot while we're watching it this fall. Might not seem like a lot to the naked eye, but it goes without saying that, yeah, that's that's almost like a possession or maybe even two possessions as well. So it's going to be a nice little uh, wrinkle here, but I welcome it again. Three hours and 22 minutes on average is very long. And I think a lot of these power five games go over that because they have more TV timeouts and all that good stuff. And so I'm just going to ask myself this. No one asked me this. Sometimes you just got to make your own mailbag questions. What would I do to shorten games? Uh, Less ad breaks. Okay. I'm not going to shatter any, anyone's world with that one. We could all use less commercials instead of, Extra point, timeout, kickoff, timeout. All right, first down. T- so, yeah, maybe do like some picture-in-picture things. I know the PGA has done a lot of that, where you just have a little advertisement on the side, whatever. Um. Also, two other things that I think I would do is lessen halftime or shorten halftime to just 15 minutes. NFL has a 12-minute halftime. 20 for the Super Bowl. It's pretty long for the Super Bowl. Uh, or maybe even 30 for the Super Bowl. Regardless, for college right now, it's 20 minutes. That is a long time, and I know I'm going to get a lot of people upset at me because that, that means that's shorter time for the marching band. So, so be it. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, maybe only the home marching band performs. Um, yes, I get Ohio State has a very fun one. It's always cool when they get to travel in and perform, but, like, I just do without it. Nice think Let's just get the home marching band out there. Call it 15 minutes. That shaves off five minutes there for halftime. And then also, more importantly, this is what I would get on the very top of my soapbox for... Start to have a shot clock during these reviews. If there is a play being reviewed, all right, put a 60-second shot clock on it or a 90-second shot clock on it if you really need the extra 30 seconds for the referees because, my God, there is nothing more upsetting as a college football fan. It's already three hours and 40 minutes into the game, and these refs are sitting around watching a a 4.5-minute review. Look, if you can't decipher what happened in the play in 60 seconds all right that means just stick with the ruling on the field all right it's going to be inconclusive we all know how this is going to end just call it hey the ruling stands inconclusive evidence play on like it, it, I, it, and also, that means that, well, it's going to be pretty blatant too if you do have to overturn the review. So, yes, just 60 seconds is all you need. Maybe have someone back at the Big Ten office or each conference office getting a head start on things. So, by the time the ref moses on over and puts on the headset, he's already got someone saying, hey, I just watched this for about 20 seconds. I'm leaning this right now, or it's looking like this right now. I, it, it doesn't have to be this long drawn out process that takes just minutes at a time so that is just what i lose my mind over it's just how long these reviews are so yeah, that's that's what i got for you but yeah those those are the the rule changes um just running clock after first downs we're not going to stop the clock anymore uh, to wait for the chain game to set up so chain game hope you guys have good cardio going into this fall coming up this season no back-to-back timeouts which I, I, that's fine with me. I'm, I'm not going to argue against any of these rules and then carrying a foul to the second or fourth quarter rather than playing an untimed down. Um, again, uh, when does that ever happen? That will maybe happen maybe, perhaps, once a season uh, for your team. So here you have it. Uh, adjust your lives accordingly. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much all we got here. So, yeah, what a, what a journey we took. Jaden Aikens declares for the draft. Love his statement that he put out. Love the statement that Tom Izzo put out. Uh, Really dispels a lot of the transfer portal fears that we have. And then we went to the transfer portal where, hey, Alante Brown could join the team. A.J. Kirk makes it officially. Half of the 2021 class is done. And then some rule changes to speed up these games on Saturdays in the fall. Um, Really quick. Actually, you know what? Uh, We did have this mailbag question not too long ago. LockdownSpartans at gmail.com. Uh, asked, hey, do you think the Central game will be moved up to Friday this season? Um, I might be mentioning this on a later podcast. I meant to get to this a little earlier, but saw that I skipped over it in my notes. They said, hey, do you think uh, Central game will be moved up to Friday? Because us at Michigan State, we've been accustomed to that. It doesn't happen every year, but it happens more years than not in the last decade, I believe. And last year, when they switched the Western game from Saturday to Friday, That announcement came in February. So, no, I think they would have had the announcement by now. Um, Nothing is set in stone. Big Ten still has to make their game time announcements and everything. Um, But right now, I would suspect that, no, that game is going to stay on Labor Day Saturday. So, just keep uh, keep your eye on that one if anything changes. But, yeah, going off last year's timeline... That announcement did happen in February, whereas uh, it's currently April right now, if I uh, can break that news to you. All right, guys. Again, hey, if you listen during the weekend, thank you so much. Really do always appreciate you guys. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, Just go enjoy the rest of your weekend, or if, hey, you're starting the week with this, go have yourself a lovely week because you are the best. You deserve it. Love you all. Go Green.